Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, but due to illness, my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy, is unable to be here this evening, but I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast my West End Chum, Mr. Matthew Turk. Good to be back. Matt, you were last on the podcast uh, in November last season, and what a season uh, that turned out to be. I guess as a starting point, what were your... Uh, well, what were your outstanding memories of our National League winning season? Uh, I think it's got to be the run-in for me. The games at Sutton and Solihull. Uh, I think the home game against Eastleigh when I thought we'd blown it. Uh, but I think I'd never forget the, uh, the final day. The build-up, going to breakfast, everyone meeting early doors. And then knowing what was coming and basically partying the whole day. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, buying the non-league paper for the last time, I think, was uh, the final now in the coffin. Amazing, amazing. Any games that stand out for you, your favourite games of the season? Uh, it's got to be the Solihull game away. Uh, just the, the relief on the train on the way back, the atmosphere, sunstroke, too many beers. <laughs> uh, it's just a great day out. Um, Sutton, I think, yeah. I mean, not enjoyable like, like Solihull. Uh, I mean, it was horrible, but I just think when Bond smashed that penalty in, I think we all started to believe. I mean, there were yeah. some people sort of doubting maybe we were going to bottle it. I think when that went in, everyone thought, you know what, we, we're going to see it over the line. And obviously, tragic events over the summer. But what did you make of the um, interim appointments of Ross, Joby and Danny? Yeah, I think, if I'm honest, I wasn't entirely sold on it. But I think it was going to be such a tough gig for someone to mm. come in um, from the outside. Um, so in the end, you know, it's a sensible decision. And, you know, for Ross, he's in, you know, he's in a, you know, a no-lose situation. Mm. You know, everyone loves him. He's, he's going to do a great job. Um, and if things, you know, don't go as well, which I, I think they will, then he can just step back and someone else can come in. But I mean, I, I, I think he's going to do absolutely fine. Um, so far, he's been superb, making yeah. all the right noises. Absolutely, absolutely. So lots of ins and outs uh, over pre-season. Are you happy with the pre-season business that the club have done? Yeah, I think very. Um, I, th- I thought it was quite funny seeing some of the panic on Twitter and the message board <laughs> the past week or so. It's the same panic that I had last season, but I think we knew that we were waiting for the right player. I think something that Justin always stressed: you got to wait for the right player. And we yeah. waited for someone like you know Dennis. We've waited all, all summer for, and he's real quality. You know, instead of just rushing in and buying, you know, some of the some of the other player, you know, that League Two mm. uh, sides have, have signed. I've sort of looked and gone, well, well, you know, if we would have signed them, he would have been picked apart. He wouldn't have been great. You know, no one's signed anyone, and you've gone well. Whereas Dennis, I think he's going to be a, a very good signing for us. Hope so. Hope so. So expectations then for the upcoming season? Um, I think that getting Saturday out of the way was was the first thing, um, and then getting focused. I mean, I, I'm positive. I think I'd be very surprised if we weren't in the playoffs at least with this okay. group. Uh, looking to do a Tramir, I think, with so, the players we've got and the, you know the role that we were on. It's a big expectations. Yeah, from I think so. Yeah, Turk. nothing to fear. So. Who else do you think will be up there challenging with us? Obviously, you said you think. Yeah, we'll be I mean, I, I think we'll be up there despite the circumstances. I think you know we're on a roll. If we can just build on the momentum we've got, I'll uh, speak about it later. We've got you know got the first three points in the bag. I think don't like to say it, I think Salford will be up there. I think um, you're probably right on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be us and please God, us and them challenging again. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, people are saying Bradford, but I mean they've signed a lot of players, but they'll be strong, get big crowds. Um, not too worried about anyone else. There's no one else in the other sides that I'd say, you know, coming up against them, we're going to be really worried. I think just keep doing what we're doing. I don't, I don't think there's many better squads in that league than us. 
got one of the biggest crowds. Yeah, yeah that's I've true. Nothing to worry about from my point of view. So Matt is very, very confident of the season ahead and we'll find out all about the first game shortly. But as always, we'll start with the Supporters Club update. So the Supporters Club, again, running coaches to selected away games and the first game this season they're going to is Macclesfield, which is this Saturday, the 10th of August. Departure time for this one, 9am, kicks off at 3pm and a special flat fare to all for £25. That is an absolute bargain. I'd love to do it, but unfortunately, with two little ones and that one being an all day, <laughs> unable to make that one. And then secondly, coaches to Mansfield go on Tuesday, the 20th of August, leaving the supporters club 2pm for a 7.45 kickoff. Adult fares for this one £34. Concessions £31 with children aged under 16, £17. Remember that these prices do not include your match day ticket and to book for these trips, you can do that in the supporters club on any match day or by calling the travel line on 077-235-970. And I must say, well done to the supporters club for a huge amount of uh, new recruits yesterday. I need to renew my membership, so well done on another fantastic season. So you want to go for the late yeah. night trust update? Yeah, the trust update this week. Uh, the trust have been delivering multi-sports sessions this week at the Score Centre as part of the Waltham Forest free summer holiday programme. Uh, this week they welcomed 50 children every day for sports activities and participants have been given the chance to get tickets to an Orient home game of their choice, had the opportunity to see the National League trophy close up and Orient scarves were given out as rewards at the end of the week. So that's great stuff there, so easy to get the new kids involved, look we won the league, free scarves and a free ticket your choice, mm-hmm. great way to attract new fans. Uh, as part of the Waltham Forest free summer holiday programme, the Trust have also been delivering sports leaders level one qualification and multi-sports sessions in schools across the borough. And then finally, Friday, uh, we saw Ride London take place, a 100-mile bike ride around London, with a team of five taking part in the Leighton Orient Trust fundraising team, including Mike and Francis, who are those fans and previous participants on the Trust health programmes, Marcus and Liam from the Leighton Orient sponsors Energy Check, and the Trust's very own Chief Executive, Neil Taylor, uh, and a few riders in the team have been chosen to divert their fundraising uh, towards the Justin Edinburgh Thrift Foundation, which is obviously superb as well. Yeah, so well done to everyone who's done Ride London. We hope you all smashed it. So well done, and thank you to Louise and Howard for sending over their update. And before we do the week that was, just a few bits of AOB. As Paul said last week, if we have any new listeners out there, let us know. We'd love to give you a mention on the podcast. So let us know if you've recently started listening to us. Also, a big shout out to all our long-time listeners who we also love just as much as well. And secondly, we are looking now for sponsorship for the upcoming season. We're deciding to go big or go home. So <laughs> now we're up for it. So if you are interested in sponsoring the podcast, get in contact, give us a DM. You can sponsor the podcast episodes, our social media accounts, our prediction league, and our hero of the week. All you need to do is DM us for more details on that. And then finally, before we crack on, we must say a big thank you to Kent Teague for coming on last week. He was here for about four hours, give or take. He was here from eight o'clock and left at about half 11. So thank you, Kent. His updates and insights from the ballroom are always great to hear. And it's always a pleasure to have him join us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. So we're running to the week that was yeah Coulson Monday on the 29th of July uh, Late Lauren 11 took on Canvey Island in a pre-season friendly uh, the team was Brill uh, Winfred Marfo Shadrag Tristan Vernal Jaden Sweeney a trialist uh, Gullman Brendan Shibani Roy Soteriu James Alabi and Matt Harold, who was captain on the bench was Yonata another trialist Bradley McLennigan 
Jeremy Sivy and Jordan Adeyemi. So lots of kids there who uh, Matt's probably never heard of before. <laughs> I hope I said the names right. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You've done very well there taking after Paul with his um, name pronunciation. So we'll summarise this one really quickly. So Canberra took the lead in the third minute through a Dan Humphreys header at the back post, but that was short-lived. It was James Allaby level to score two minutes later from a Matt Howard flick on. So good to see Allaby get on the score sheet mm-hmm, to get his confidence sure. up. He's had a great pre-season, to be fair, Allaby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canvey retook the lead in the 34th minute, though, through Albert Levitt as the first half ended 2-1. Uh, there were no changes at half-time, uh, but Matt Harold equalised with a header in the 57th minute from a Jordan Sweeney cross to make it 2-2. Yeah, and our first sub came in the 63rd minute. It's Trialis B replaced Winford Marfo, but we didn't have to wait long for the next one as Bradley McLennahan replaced Brendan Shabani in the 69th minute, but Canvey scored a third in the 87th minute through Kane Gilbert to win the match 3-2. But it sounds like a good run out for some squad players and for mm-hmm. some youth kids, and I don't think that was actually a proper pre-season for any, so that undefeated record in pre-season maintains itself. Yeah, uh, Tuesday the 30th of July, the club announced that overseas fans could stream the upcoming season opener at home to Cheltenham for just £5 and would be able to buy an early bird season ticket to watch every game for £110. Yeah, bargain for there for those foreign uh, viewers and listeners. And the Leighton Orient youth exile were in action in the evening away to Berrytown in a friendly and after finding themselves 3-0 down after 47 minutes, the youngsters pulled one back in the 65th minute Another in the 77th minute and then equalised to make it 3 all in the 81st minute before Berrytown nicked it right at the end as Tanner Cool scored in the 90th minute to win the game for Berrytown 4-3. But well done to the, the youth there mm-hmm. to come back from 3-0 down. We've seen it against us before. Mm-hmm. It's no mean feat to do that. A uh, fantastic performance from the ladies. Saw them take the championship side, the London Bees, right to the wire. But they narrowly lost out to a 95th minute winner. 2-1 the final score. Sophie Lemerchant scoring from the penalty spot for the O's. Yes, yeah, so that brings us on to Tahuay Wednesday, the 31st of July. And at 6.15, the club announced that Dan Happy has agreed a one-year contract extension, tying him down at the O's until 2021. Happy went on to say, I'm delighted to sign my new contract. I thought it was the right thing to do at my age. And hopefully I can kick on here. My views on that are probably echo pretty much every Orient fan to say that's fantastic news. And I think if Danny has a good season this season, mm-hmm. I think he'll probably be off I next summer to a, oh, probably a championship yeah. club. I'd be surprised if he's still here past January, if I'm being really honest. I just think it's you know it's, it's a great move for him. It's a great move for us. You know, we, it both means we, you know he, he's going to move on. I think you know you, people saw yesterday the performance. You know he's a quality player. Um, but you know, it also shows the other youngsters. You know, stay put, get the game time, and you know your time will come. Yeah, massive. You know, don't you know, jumping into the under twenty threes and going to the championship. If you you know put your head down and you get given game time and you prove yourself, then you, it's just a natural progression. And I think with him, I think he can go to the top. Yeah. Very, very good player. Yeah, great points there. Paul said superb news and sends a good message out to other youngsters at the club that we are a good club to be at for your career progression. So, Paul, uh, echoing your sentiments, a great point. Tristan Abrahams went for the money move to Norwich. Mm-hmm. Two years later, gets released. He's a yeah. new Paul. I'm not begrudging any of them that moved because, you know, you have to take more money and move to a championship club with a better setup. You yeah. know, we were non league then, but, you know, Dan perhaps stayed and now, you know, he's put, his career's right on the up. Yeah. Whereas some of the others that left, you know, sort yeah. of have had to come back down again to, you know, get their name back in the news, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, Dan Hap's going to go, he's going to play a lot higher and for a lot bigger and better club than Orient. And, you know, he'll deserve it when that time does come. Yeah, and we'll put him in good stead for that one. So, 
on the evening, the first in the series of an evening with event took place at the club with guests Ross Embleton, Danny Webb and Keaton Patel. So well done to everyone involved in that new venture. And then Thursday, the 1st of August, it was a very busy day at the club, lots going on. So first of all, JB McEnough had an operation on his groin and late in the evening tweeted, Op went well, hopefully finally get these sirloins sorted and you can get back out there soon. Recovery mode on. So from us all, we wish JB a speedy recovery. And looking at JB yesterday, he was on the bench moving around like mm-hmm. normal pretty yeah, much. I think so, I was a little bit suspicious something was going on when he hadn't played any, any minutes in pre-season. I think they, I think they read. They were just hoping he was going to a bit of rest was going to do him good, but I don't think it's quite come together like that. So he's had his up, but I'm sure a couple of, we can get. It's not like the national league where you're playing Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You know, we we can get by without him for a month. And it's and great then, to see him on yeah. the bench. Yesterday yeah, sure. he was up and he was really kind of vocal mm. on the bench. He wasn't just sitting there. Many times, you know, Ross kind of took a step back and let Joby mm. lead, which. Which is great for Joby. So even though not on the pitch, yeah. still I mean, getting his yeah, he's been across. sort of the spokesman for the players over the summer. I mean, yeah. any time you've seen anything on the news or any snippets, he's he's been absolutely superb with what he said. He's been spot on. So he's, I think he's sort of like the spokesman. It's just like a natural thing to him. Yeah. He's a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Good points. Then at three fifteen, the club announced that Dean Brill has signed a one-year contract extension. So Dean was also on Twitter. And he said, buzzing to extend my Leighton Orient contract until 2021. Like a great man once said, I'm not here for the sake of it. I'm here for the something memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Embleton went on to say about Dean? We are delighted to secure Dean at the club. He's been a phenomenal player for the club and a top character off the pitch. The quality he portrayed at key intervals last season was integral to us achieving what we wanted. And again, for me, another player being tied down for another year and it's stability so it's a great sign to all the other players as well that look we're serious here you're all staying for the next two years based on what you've done and I don't think that anyone can argue that his contract extension wasn't deserved like yeah, last no, season fully, so fully many pivotal saves yeah fully deserved and ever you present know. every minute that save away to order shot amongst mm. many others yeah the, the, the stats don't lie the clean sheets last season yeah you know we've got an unbelievable defence in front of him but he's part of that unit you know, he's, he's the mouth behind all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, well-deserved. Yeah. Um, and I know Paul said he was very pleased that he'd signed because uh, he's a good pro who commands and communicates well. Uh, and he's a great character as well, which is obviously yeah. what, what this team's all about. I'll never forget sitting in the South when Jacob Priest lost his man and Dean Brill just coming into the team and Dean Brill gave him such a mouthful. Like, I know he's like second game, but, you know, that's the standards that Justin and Dean expect. So, great to see. And then at 5pm after a teaser tweet, the club announced the signing of Louis, I think it's Louis, I'm not sure if it's Louis or Lewis. Louis, I call him Louis. Yeah, Louis Dennis, I've been calling him Louis Dennis. Yeah, sounds nice. <laughs> Louis Dennis for an undisclosed fee from Portsmouth. So Louis has signed a two-year deal and will wear the number 17 shirt this season. Uh, Ross Embleton saying on it, it's taken us a massive chunk of the summer to finally get here. His natural ability and talent, when you look across all levels of football, the players that make you sit up and get out of your seat, those ones that have that extra bit of ability and the talent to go past people and make something happen. Louis certainly has got that. We've watched him on a number of occasions, studied all of his footage, and he's a player of real ability. So we're going to allow him to go out there and express himself like we do with all the players. But he's got the natural ability that will hopefully excite people. Yeah, so really happy with that one. So Louis went on to tweet from his account at LDennis10 underscore. New chapter. Can't wait to get going. I'll let you speak about Louis first because you were the one when we were been with him who was messaging mm-hmm. me going... 
I want this player. Yeah. I hope we get him. I'm really excited yeah, for this if it he's happens. A good, I, he's a good sort, not the same as Karoma, but you know, you want someone who can go past someone and he's, you know, he's played, he's come from non-league. He's going to be hungry. You know, he's, he's going to be tough, yeah. which is good, which, you know, all the players are going to need. Um, and I think I, th- I saw last week, Kenny Jackett came out and said that they wanted to keep him and all their fans said he's been, you know, he's played in a couple mm. of friendlies and he was their best player. Mm. But then I think they went out and spent two million on John Marquise. Ex-Orient, yeah. Yeah, the flop. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's pulled him down, uh, the pecking order. But I, I thought, I read again, even after the day that we signed him, Kenny Jackett said he was happy for him to stay. Wow. You know, and they're a big club who are going to be challenging at the top of League One. Yeah. But obviously, fair play to him. He wants to step down and... Prove himself. Yeah, prove himself. Why not? I'm guessing if he was at Bromley, he might be local. Yeah, so for him, players, yeah. yeah. Good move all round. I'm well done the club as well because they've waited all summer, got patient instead of rushing in and signing someone else. And I'm sure he's not come cheap as well. Yeah, see what happens with that one. So for me, I don't know too much about him, but good to see how highly rated he was by most fans of Pompey, who for the most part were sad to see him go. Sounds like an exciting player. A bit similar to JMD, but I'm glad you brought mm. up Karoma. Um, that's a good comparison. Someone to get us out of our seats, and he's quite versatile. So he can play on the right side of midfield, from what I hear. Yeah, or I saw a few, up few, front. a few of the clips at the um, club part the other day, where he's sort of getting hold of the ball and running at people. Mm. And he's also got that bit of strength, that bit of nastiness, yeah. hopefully, that to knock someone off the ball. It's been at Bromley which, for four it, years, exactly. which you would have learned at Bromley. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So decent experience, twenty six years, so a good age mm. to get a player and. I think after disappointing year at Portsmouth, where yeah, he's probably got something thought to prove. he'd made it, mm. you know, he's dropped down something to prove. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So well done to everyone for making this happen. Paul says, I believe it will be an impressive signing for us as Pompey fans are saying he wasn't given a proper chance, but when he did play, he was excellent, which mm-hmm. is another good sign. So attacking options wise, we're up there with the best in this league. So can't wait to see who Ross selects for Saturday. So yeah, up front now you've got Wilkinson. You've got Angle, mm-hmm. you've got JMD, you've got Dennis. You've still got Alabi and Harold. Alabi, Harold. Yeah, I, I told you, yeah, good point. It's the first four a lot of choice. I think they're going to score a lot of goals and cause a lot of problems, particularly away. I think we're going to be very good away. Especially uh, with yeah. seven subs now yeah. as well, you've got different options. Exactly, yeah. So you're not just confined to just one striker, mm-hmm. you can have both on the bench depending on how the game's going. You yeah, can bring on the young last, kid or the. Last season we were relying on Bon and Karoma, and when Karoma was out, Bond's dried up and it's sort of yeah. you know if you just got two and obviously Bond was playing every game whereas now if we've got four players who are you yeah. know, in trouble for defences then I think we're in good stead if he needs to rest anyone or if anyone's injured or suspended but yeah de- definitely I think those four are going to score a lot of goals this season hope so hope you're right Angles look very good uh, in pre-season with his five goals so lots of tweets coming in at Matty LFC Evans tweeted us to say a very good player for our level with him JMD and on Wilkinson up top. We have a first team strike force good enough for League One. So let's hope hope that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday the 2nd of August at midday, the O's announced that super four-headed club captain Josh Coulson signed a one-year extension, uh, which is obviously great news for everyone. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted, me and my family have loved it here the last two years. So delighted to sign an extension. Here's to more good memories. Hashtag here for the memories. Yeah, so for me, like we said in the tweet when it was announced, thinking inspiration, thinking leader, and now captain on the pitch who truly loves the O's. I think he gets it. Yeah. No one plays, join your club, and you just know they're a good fit for your and club. And he'd be one of the top goal scorers as well. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. And we also love his massive goal scoring forehead. But like we were saying with Justin, like when he came to the club, like he fit into Orient. And Colston's one of those players who 
he's come and instantly taken it to the club, taken it to the fan base. His family have got it. Mm. They've all got it. So really happy with that one. Um, not else. Uh, not much else to report on that day as those fans all over the world started to get their excitement going about the upcoming visit of Cheltenham Town and finally the return of league football to Brisbane Road with many fans also obviously looking forward to paying their respects to Justin. Yeah, so moving on into Saturday the 3rd of August and it was time for the main event which we've all been waiting for over the summer as it's time for Cheltenham to visit uh, the home of football. Brisbane Road. So on Friday morning, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. And after 282 votes in 24 hours, you voted as follows. So 68% thought Warrant would win, mm-hmm. draw 24%, and the old cynical bunch every week tapping on that Orient lose button at 8%. So thank you for all of your votes. I didn't vote, but I think that fixture opener was probably quite kind to us. I think we would have taken Cheltenham at home as a start to the season. Yeah, I think the first month has been pretty sort of comfortable on paper. I mean, they're obviously they're all tough games, but we've not got any of the big boys to start with. So it's a nice way to kind of boys, ease yeah. yourself, kind yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. Kind of back in. Yeah, I think it was just about getting past the first game. Um, obviously, just the whole Justin thing. Yeah. It was getting past the first game. If we could get three points, brilliant. But then once that's on, it's, you know, heads down and concentrate on the job that, you know, that he started and he wants, wants the players to, to, you know, work towards. Yeah. So I think now that's done. Uh, that we're coming on to I think we'll you know put pedal down and we're off now Yeah, I can't see anything stopping us I hope so so before we start talking about the match a massive thank you to EnergyBet who we ran a Twitter competition in conjunction with the day before uh, and well done to Joe Harris and Olivia Warsford who were the winners and we both we hope you both had a great experience so at 2pm the team was announced as normal so the team lined up with Dean Bruin goal the back five of Ling, Ekpateta, Coulson, Happy and Brophy with Clay, Wright and the JMD making up the middle with Wilkinson and Angle up front. And on the bench we had Sam Sargent, Miles Judd, Dal Gorman, Louis Dennis, Matt Harold, James Alabi and also Torrio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Widowson missed out with a groin problem. Uh, so Brophy came in at left back and Lee Angle and Connor Wilkinson made their debuts. Uh, new signing Louis Dennis was named on the bench. Yeah, so for me... Considering Willowson's injury, that's probably the eleven that you would fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a very strong bench as well, with lots yeah. of impactful players. You'd say if Willowson starts, then Brophy yeah, I was gonna say, goes on the bench. Satori probably comes off the bench. Mm. But lots of game changes in there, good attacking flair, so I was really happy with that. Paul said he agreed with that. Now we can have seven on the bench, it gives us more options to change games. Paul made a good point saying he was surprised Brill was playing as he's been injured. There's not had much of a pre-season, but also went on to note I he appreciated the importance mm. of the game. But is he worth risking? So what were your views on the team? I wasn't sure whether Brill would play. Um, I thought I, I didn't go last week to the Norwich game, but I heard the goal wasn't too great. I don't know if that was just rustiness or you know whatever. Yeah. You know, just simply not being game ready. But fair play, you know. Well, he only lasted five minutes, but he <laughs> <laughs> looked. Well, looked fine in those five minutes other than uh, the one thing he had to do. Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to that. <laughs> so prior to the match, uh, there was a minute silence for Justin in the supporters club at 2pm that I managed to make. So I was very glad I did. That was a very um, fitting tribute, complete silence in that supporters club and outside. And the supporters club straight after that said, right, drink up. I'm not serving anyone. Get yourself into the ground to get ready for the tribute. So again, massive well done to the supporters club. Uh, and then... In the ground from about 2.40, there were two flags celebrating Justin Edinburgh. They were paraded, one made by O's fans, Darren Reisman 
and friends with the slogan National League Champions, you made us sing that. So well done to Darren and Barry Twin and Daniel Santon and all those guys, a fantastic flag. Mm-hmm. And the other flag from the young group of Cheltenham fans who are the eighteen eighty seven Red Army with the message he made you dream again. And I gotta say those Cheltenham fans have been absolutely mm-hmm. superb. We've got a message coming up from them a bit later on, uh, in the podcast, but great to see and I think Yeah, both really the flags were unbelievable. It's just you know, it's good great to see on the pitch. Um, and the flags were both present as the two teams came out of the tunnel. Uh, the minute silence was impeccably observed by both sets of fans. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just, you know, a lot of tears around. I think people yeah. thinking back to the last time that we were all in those seats and everyone, you know, was down to getting ready to run on a pitch and, a, you know, an amazing day. Um, but then as soon as that whistle went, I think it was, you know, everyone concentrating on the game and it was, you know, job to do, professional. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that can't have been easy for like any of those players, and especially mm-hmm. Ross, who I think went on to tell David that that was his hardest moment, mm-hmm. like ever in football. But I think I think it was all spot on. I think the flags as they were coming out was great. The minute silence, like you said, was superb. Paul filmed it and wants to plug the five minute video <laughs> he took beforehand. So if you've not seen it on our Facebook and Instagram accounts and Twitter, you can watch uh, basically the teams coming out for the five minutes. So like you said, yeah, the match kicked off. I think it's probably fair to say the first. 15 minutes Cheltenham settled far yeah, quicker we, we looked a bit shaky into the rhythm of the game mm-hmm. as in hindsight you'd probably expect yeah we, we didn't want to go behind early yeah I think, that, I think that, that was very was we definitely didn't want I think that was very important so let's go on to the 6 minute then probably one of the most controversial moments in the game Luke Varney was played in behind the orange defence he knocked it past Dean Brill went down we all gasped in the South Sand, I must confess. And when the referee blew the whistle, I think we all probably mm. feared the worst. But I, the referee, I was waiting for him to point to the spot. Yeah, I, I, think thought, we I, all were. I, I was just worried he was going to get sent off. It took a while for the ref to blow the whistle. Mm. And that's kind of... He, that, he'd obviously thought about it. Mm. Um, but he booked Varney for simulation. We got yeah. a free kick. Dean Brill went down for treatment as he took a whack on the head from Varney's boot. i got to confess, it did... It I feel a bit lucky. In the West, it looked like a penalty. You know, if it happened at either end, I was happy to accept that. Was it looks a penalty? As the first thought in my mind was he's going to send him off. But in fairness to him, Varney didn't actually argue it, so maybe, yeah, maybe he did sort of throw himself. I don't know. He looked like he was caught. I've not seen a replay of it, but from where I, where I was sitting in the West, I would have had no complaints if the ref would have pointed to the spot. Yeah, so I thought he would have pointed to the spot. He didn't, which was great for us. Um, I think he may have actually done himself out the penalty mm. by going over too easily, yeah. which has done us a favour, um, but great for us. Paul said, as an Orient fan, I'm relieved as they've been given plenty of times in these situations, but he did think Varney did try to con the ref. So mm. we all gasped collectively as a bit of a let-off. Mm-hmm. And then 10th minute, Cheltenham again, still looking threatening. Cross came in, was met by the head of Boyle. And Dean Brill, I've got to say, made a fantastic reflex save and held the ball. That was a great save. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it back on the TV, but from where we sit behind that goal, Brill made a great save, but straight away kicked the ball out of play and kind of lied on the ground. At that point, you knew he was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam Sargent came on making his first competitive appearance for the O's since our last Football League game. Yeah. Don't know if that's a good omen or bad. <laughs> well, it turned out to be right. Obviously, we'll come on to that. But I thought, great save from Brill, considering... As it turns out, it wasn't his back that let him down. It was actually mm-hmm. the fact that he was concussed. To make that when he's concussed, I think it was a great save. And nice to see Sam come on. Yeah, in fact, I mean, he's, he played a couple of games in pre-season. Yeah. With Brill been out. So, you know, he should be ready. But obviously, uh, that's what they train for when you're a sub-goalie. 
to be ready and you know felt I mean he didn't have anything to do when he did come on but you know fair play came on yeah he'd be happy with a clean sheet yeah I mean it can't be easy coming on into that situation Mm -hmm. in a match like that as well but I thought Sam handled himself really well and then following that I think Neo started we started to find our rhythm a bit more Mm -hmm. started to generally pass it a bit faster we came in back into the game JMD in the 16th minute had an effort from the edge of the box I don't think it was ever really troubling the keeper it kind of dipped towards the end a bit but I think their keeper had it covered and I think there aren't really that many talking points for most of the rest of the half we mm-hmm. had decent possession it was kind yeah, of patient football trying to dislodge them I think out of their position yeah, to try no, and find the way in not much happened to be honest just pleased to get past the first 20 minutes without conceding and then the, the first half sort of flew by with not really anything of note to report on yeah I mean like I say I think, I think you could tell the difference between Cheltenham and National League teams like, Cheltenham did look a bit quicker yeah, they, they just their looked, I mean they're no disrespect, they're just a bog standard League Two teams with no great stars, but you can tell they're a bit more organised. You know, sometimes teams will come into us and, you know, we have Mac enough quality players and they were looking leagues above. Whereas these guys, you know, they're not going to buckle, they are going to be tough. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, they, they were tough. They, they looked organised, set their centre back looked decent. I thought the left back, their left back looked, looked quite good and looked like he could be dangerous once he, once he gets running. Um, but luckily, as I said, nothing really threatening in the first half. Yeah, I thought Marvin had a difficult few moments in there. He was pressurised mm. a bit more than what probably what he's used to and gave the ball away a few times uncharacteristically, but as long yeah. as he takes those mistakes forward... He's quick enough fine. and strong enough that even when he does make yeah, a mistake... absolutely. I think there was a couple of times when in you know in the National League, if he was running, you know, sprinting with a, one of their forwards, he'd get there first and, and knock it to dust, the side and yeah. clear it. Whereas this time, or if the ball was bouncing, there was one time... The, their striker I don't know if it was Varney he was just a little bit too clever he could see what was going to happen and then Marvin was just going to bring the ball down so he just stood off five yards him, yeah. waited for Marvin to bring it down and then nicked it off him but yeah. I mean there's something he, I think he's the only one who's not played at that level he's something he's got to learn yeah it'd be like a learning but, yeah, curve I mean, past that I mean he, he was absolutely fine yeah George I mean, Sessions tweeted in the 38th minute saying super impressed with Craig Clay so far again mm-hmm. Clay having a very good game yeah. great urgency non-stop running always need more of that plenty of possession but few chances that's quite a good a good round-up mm-hmm. play and to be fair right as well in the first I yeah. thought we're doing very well in that mm-hmm. midfield keeping it compact and we all know what Wright can do I saw a few of those mm-hmm. cross-field balls that we got used to obviously in his last but he's very good at getting the balls yeah. distributing the balls out quickly to the wings and I think when he was there last Wright he was sort of playing he was dropping so deep because we didn't have any sort of ball-playing defenders whereas now we, we have mm. he, he's further forward where he can do more damage you know, he's not sort of just sitting in front of the back two yeah, doing a, point, you know, yeah. a you know, small sideways pass or what you know, whatever it is. He was keeping it moving and a couple of times, yeah, he was, you know, looking up and pinging the ball out, which is gonna be an outlet for us. Yeah. So yeah, no, I was impressed with that. Yeah, really good stuff. Forty second minute, we had the ball in the net following a good move as Leanne goal tapped it home but the offside flag had gone up I think long before we all knew that was mm-hmm. offside but I thought Angle at this point was doing well he's got first time I'd seen it because I'd not been to any pre-season mm-hmm. games but really quick feet looks like he could be yeah, a he's got something player. about him yeah he's big looks strong he's got a bit of a swag to him so I think I think he'd be a useful signing yeah. at this level I think he just needs to be loved I think that's coming I think, yeah. I think that's coming as soon as he gets off, off the mark I mm. think I think we'll yeah, see that happen sure. I think Paul said having seen the highlights back I thought their man played him just inside very tight yeah it looked tight but a well worked move it's good football though to be fair to get him in and a good finish we played some great passing mm. during the day it was just as I say patient waiting for them to dislodge and then two minutes of injury time I played and the half time whistle goes at 0-0 so with the O's improving after a nervy opening at 15 minutes but like we said, not many clear-cut chances made, but we probably all would have taken a nil-nil half-time. Yeah, 
yeah, we just didn't want to go behind early and sort of flatten the atmosphere. Um, just pass through and let the players feel into the season, really. Yeah. You know, other than the first 10 minutes, Cheltenham didn't offer too much. Um, it was fairly comfortable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, quite a few tweets coming into us at half time in the South Stand. South and Bob said So, the EFL was no different to the National League. So far, no Cheltenham player has gone down clutching their face. Referee has been good. Excellent passages of play. And so glad to be back. This is real football in the capital. Uh, at Janine Adelman said regardless of the result this feels like real football we are truly back yeah, Kid Samson O says some thoughts Craig Clay carrying on from where he left off last season and I'm not sure we can carry two brill creamed show ponies who don't like tackling in the same midfield Chelps very sharp on the counter we need a player like Rohan Ince got to say hindsight is a wonderful yeah. thing once the tweets are in our inbox they stay in our inbox one goal will win this game. So well done there to Kid Sam's. Mm-hmm. Um, crowd was announced 6,534, including 367, which I think is brilliant. Great. Uh, the, considering people are still away. Yeah. Um, yeah I was point. watching the goals earlier and the attendance was flicking up and I don't think I saw any that even touched 5,000. I think the other one was Bradford. I think someone yeah. tweeted us. So thank you to Lee Deary who tweeted us just as we started recording and saying mm-hmm. second highest attendance mm-hmm. in the league. I mean, Bradford... Yeah, I mean, they give away a lot of cheap seat, yeah, they give away super cheap seat yeah. tickets to the kids. I mean, still fantastic effort, don't get me wrong. But I mean, other than Plymouth and Swindon, I think we'll be up there. Yeah. Uh, and if we're having a good season, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be getting over 6,000 for every game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the second half kicked off, no subs or no further subs for the O's at this point. And again, first 20 minutes in the second half followed largely the same pattern as the first. But we had more of the ball. Mm-hmm looking for that opening unable to find it Cheltenham just sitting back going right come on then let's see let's see how you can get past us but Cheltenham not really keeping the ball Sergeant pretty much not doing anything I think at this point I said to Paul and a few others this is either going to be nil-nil or someone's going to be a set it was going to be a set piece I mean they weren't great I mean they weren't that ambitious Um, and I couldn't really see them sort of scoring really other than a set piece it was was sort of a bit like last season some of the tight games which we usually had the better of you know where we were tough you know we were happy keeping a clean sheet and then you know taking our chance when it did come yeah so 66 minutes good chases from the angle Paul's problems in the Cheltenham defence he won the ball and had the opportunity to put a through pass through to Connor Wilkinson and the pass was just too light as the defender got to the ball but again, some great work from Lee there. Done really well and seems like he's going to give some league two defenders a really hard afternoon. And the mm-hmm. same with Wilkinson, who at one point looked like he was about to take their man out, James mm-hmm. Alarby style. And we all saw it coming, but luckily uh, he won the ball. And I guess the pivotal moment in the game, just two minutes later, in the 68th minute, as Lee Angle flicked the ball into Connor Wilkinson, whose shot was blocked by a Charlton defender, but the ball kept spinning. It rolled towards the goal and suddenly Josh Wright was on coming to the ball and he kind mm-hmm. of stood up and thought, come on this is it yeah. please pull it in and to be fair Josh finished it really well put the shot under the keeper and when that ball hit the net just a huge mm, yeah, roar ball. of emotion and you know it couldn't have been written any better than yeah, no, Josh Wright who would run to that ball yeah. I mean that's what I think he's here for he had that one season at Gillingham where he scored about 15 odd goals and I think that's what he'd be trying to do here like I said before I mean last time he was here he was deep he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't that sort of player whereas now because we've got Clay there doing a lot of the dirty work. He can get, you know, he's got no reason to not get forward and nick a couple of goals this season. He'll be aiming for double figures for sure. Yeah, definitely. And great anticipation of him to follow the ball through. Finished it well and aptly pointed to the heavens and then was given a number three Edinburgh shirt, which he held a lot. So mm-hmm. perfect timing. At that point, 
one nil up and we were all delighted and then the 71st minute a bit of a, a bizarre passage mm-hmm. um, of players Varney was shown a second yellow card he went up with Ekpateta his mm-hmm. elbow was out I've seen that back on TV but I've not seen it a I, close yeah up. it was just in front of me I didn't think there was anything in it to be honest he didn't he wasn't going to do Marvin they were both jumping up you know they had quite a good battle in the air all, all game to be honest you know it's good Marvin's probably not come up with something I don't know how old Varney is but, I think you know, he's old. Yeah, and he, he, <laughs> you know he's played in the Championship. I think he's playing in the Premier League. Yeah, so, done it. Yeah, you know, it's a good, you know, good start for Marvin. Um, you know, to have a tough game like that. Um, but no, I, I didn't think there's anything too far in it. I, I didn't even know. You know, I forgot he'd been booked. To be honest, I was mm. surprised when the red came out. Um, but you know, we take it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so second yellow, and Varney gets his marching orders. And before the match can even get back underway, there's a bit of a kerfuffle in the middle of the pitch, and then Rohan ints. He's shown a straight red card for reportedly throwing a water bottle yeah. at the fourth assist. Yeah, I, I saw him trying to get busy. And I, oh, really? We were all saying someone's going to get sent off here because he, he could tell he right. was getting busy, the fourth official. Um, but he, I, I didn't see it. I, I don't know. If he did do it, then you know, fair enough. Mate. We've had a player sent off for uh, throwing his boot because he's broken his foot. So <laughs> yeah. and if, if you throw it at linesman, then you can't really complain. Yeah. I mean, it's just stupidity is our game. We'll take that mm. all day long. So now it's 11 versus 9. We're one up, sunshine in, you know, we can hold on now. 79th minute, it was almost two. It was JMD swung in the corner and Coulson rises highest, but somehow Flinders tips it onto the bar and the ball was cleared back out for another corner. I thought that was really unlucky there, Coulson looking to carry on mm-hmm. where he left off last season. And sitting behind that goal, the way Coulson watches the ball as it's being swung in is really a great thing to watch and a great lesson for all aspiring defenders. And again, very unlucky mm-hmm. not to score there. Um, in the 84th minute James and Larvey came on to a huge ovation for Conor Wilkinson uh, I mean I was you know I've, I've been critical of a Larvey before <laughs> you know I, di- I didn't think we'd see him again in an orange shirt but like I said fair play he's come back and he's ready um, and if he's got a part to play you know then every, I think it, all the Orient fans will get behind him yeah I mean I think everyone was re- that you know he had a chance that everyone was you know rearing him to get that in they wanted that to just burst the net but you know, hopefully he does get a chance and he will get a goal. I think he's a great striker. At one nil up, I think he's a probably a better striker than Harold Harold because yeah. if you can just get the ball to him because of his strength, mm. he attracts like this. They like two, three players on him at a time when he's trying. Yeah, ball, especially, especially with nine player. men, they were going to get a bit ragged. We just wanted, you know, he's a bit of a bulldozer. Yeah, you know, absolutely, put, put the ball in the air and just cause a bit of trouble down their end, and you know the game was going to be safe. Yeah, I mean, if I was a Cheltenham fan, I'd be thinking, who is this guy? Like mm. literally a rapturous reception for him but great like you said probably we didn't think we'd see him again in an mm. orange shirt and I, I certainly do you can only commend the guy's kind of yeah, application no. through pre-season yeah fair play I mean I followed him on Instagram I saw he was in Dubai not having a break out there training so you know if he's ready and he's, he's got a part to play then yeah. why not yeah, he was part of the group from last season apparently all the players love him so yeah, yeah I think he'll, he'll get a second chance yeah well deserved so the club's official Twitter feed tweeted in the 86 minute brilliant defending by Sam Ling as he wins an important defensive header he collides with the Cheltenham Town man and both receive treatment both get back to their feet quickly though and again Sam Ling was one of those players yesterday and I'm sure we'll come on to it shortly I thought Sam Ling was exceptional yeah, yesterday really going. that was literally the only time they got in I don't know how with the ten, with nine men they met their winger the guy that came on so the little forward managed to get in down the right hand side somehow and we looked a little bit stretched, but no, that was brave. It's good yeah. to hear from Ling. Really good, and that will boost confidence. A world of good. And in the 88th minute, Alabi does well, beats his man. 
And I think people thought this was a cross shot. I think it was a shot, really, for the most part. He shot across the face of goal, just beyond the oncoming Leanne goal, who was inches away from making contact. I was begging for that to go in. Oh, if that had gone on, you would have seen a full-fledged... I think it would have been a pitch invasion. Full-fledged <laughs> pitch invasion again, but just wide, but really close. But good to see, you know, Larby giving those defenders a hard time and almost getting an assist for an angle goal. So the board went up, six minutes of injury time. I thought that was probably fair. Mm-hmm. Normally you'd gasp at that, but nine men, you think that's probably fair. 91st minute, it was almost two as Brophy, who got into the game more and more, I thought, in the second half, mm-hmm. especially when they had yeah, nine yeah, men. He looked a little bit tensive in the first half, like he'd been told to sort of stay a little bit defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the second half, he was, well, particularly with nine men, he was giving them a lot of trouble. That's what he can offer you, isn't it? He yeah. can just run at defenders. We were tiring. He got down the box, left-hand side, crossed it in. Both Alibi and Angle went for it. Ball was flying in, but Flinders saved well again. And 95th minute, we did see Louis Dennis make his debut as he came on for JMD. But again, good to kind of ease him in, get yeah. a few minutes on the pitch. Yeah, he'll he'll have a lot more minutes to play this season. Yeah, I would have thought so. Mm-hmm. Then the full-time whistle goes shortly after as the O's won the game 1-0 and got the three points after a very emotional game in our return to the EFL. So normally we'd bring you Dulcet Day's um, post-match interview, but we were very lucky, or Paul was lucky enough to speak to Ross Embleton uh, earlier this evening. So Paul joined Ross on the phone, and here's what Ross had to say um, following yesterday's match. Well, Ross, thanks very much for joining us. It's the day after the day before, uh, if you like. Can you sum up your thoughts for us for uh, from your perspective for yesterday? Uh, I think it's probably most important to uh, as the day as a you know as a whole and, and without the football first. Uh, I, I think the, the, uh, one major thing for me was the manner in which the club uh, presented the day, the way that it was um, you know all the all the tributes uh, and everything went with what the day was going to be about from from Justin's perspective and from his for his family. Uh, I thought the way that the way that everything was done was was impeccable. Uh, and I include Cheltenham in that. I think there's been a lot made about you know, their flag and the support that they've given for the clubs. Thought that you know the whole day uh, in general was uh, you know was a magnificent occasion to be part of. And, and I said to Ada earlier in the week that there's been a lot of historical times and games and dates at, at this club. But I think we all we all felt and, and, and certainly afterwards it's certainly going to be one that goes down in in the memories and, and in, in the history in the club's history. Uh, I think from a football perspective, it sort of got lost a little bit that we were back in the football league, I think, because, um, because of everything that's happened. But it was so important for us to, to come out and sort of make our mark and, and show that we weren't just, you know, not just here for the here for the ride. We wanted to make sure that we, uh, you know, set a tone to the way that we go about our business. And um, after a bit of a sticky start, which I, I did you know, I think everybody was a little bit concerned as to how we would come out that minute silent. So after a bit of a sticky start and losing Dino, I was I was very very pleased with the way that we played. A, a professional performance, I thought, from uh, that, that started a bit cagey. But I bet your heart was in your mouth when you saw uh, Luke Varney go down. Yeah, yeah, it was a horrible moment um, for obviously for a number of reasons. Yeah. Obviously, the fact that we lost Dino off the back of it, but. Yeah, when he goes through like that, and Dino commits to trying to, you know, to try to save it, or stop him from going round him, and he, and he goes down. It, it was obviously a, you know, a glance and a hold your breath, wait for the rest to make a decision. I think. And then when he did blow his whistle, I thought, oh no, he has actually given it. But when I see his arm point the other way, it was a, there was a massive star release. Uh, and I think it was one of these, one of them really tough decisions that I analysed it to death afterwards uh, after the game. 
just to try to work out if it actually was a penalty or not. And I still think it's one of those that, if you're looking at it from our perspective, you say, oh, he was on his way down, which is probably the reason why his knee catches Dean in the head at the time. Um, so, so therefore, you say it's not a penalty. And then I'm sure if you're if you're Cheltenham, you'd be saying, well, he's made contact with him. You know, he's he's going. You know, he's gone down. He's, he's you know, he's, he's tried to get the ball. He hasn't got the ball. All those sorts of things, which then lends itself to being a penalty. So, uh, yeah, dif- difficult moment. But I'm glad we escaped it. And we kept the ball for large large parts of the game. Our possession stat, I think, was was quite high in the high 60s. Is that something yeah. that you'd worked on throughout the course of the week, and, and obviously as part of our broader game? A little bit. Um, what we've we what we looked at last at the end of last season in terms of our preparations and what we needed to get better at this year, um, we, we we discussed the fact that we were going to come up against better teams and, and better individuals and and that sort of thing, and, and and we needed to probably dominate the ball a little bit better at times. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be games where game plan changes and you know we, we we become a little bit more direct or whatever but I found that some of the work that we've put in over the summer we are very strong and, and comfortable from a defensive perspective so you know, sometimes it's not always just about creating chances and, and be, you know incredibly exciting all the time sometimes you sort of need to manage the game when you morning. I haven't had the official ones from Joe from our perspective yet, but I see something like 68% and I thought that was good. But at the same time, I thought we had a, a balance to the way that we did it. I thought we dominated the ball, but at times we really looked exciting and, and, and dominated it with, with there always being a, you know, a threat, threat coming towards the end of it. And as if it was written, uh, as, as if the script had already been pre-written, uh, Josh Wright uh, just sort of found himself unmarked, unattached to uh, to a Cheltenham man and uh, sort of wandered into their box and ended up picking up on uh, Connor Wilkinson's loose, sort of deflected, defended shot. Yeah, it's something that we um, we know that Josh is about it first and foremost. And um, he had a, you know, Sorry, Ross, we're, we're losing you there, mate. Sorry, say that again. Sorry, we're losing, we're losing you, mate. Sorry. We probably lacked last year. Um, was, um, but we need to make sure us. What it does do is it gives people a chance to join. We are all of. So just for technical purposes, we'll just recover that with you, uh, Ross. And, and the question was about the script being written for Josh Wright to uh, to be the one that scored the goal. He ambled into their, the Cheltenham penalty box, sort of unmarked and picked up on Connor Wilkinson's sort of lo- 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 uh, loose shot. Yeah, it's something like we just you talked Absolutely. And there was two sending-offs. Um, Luke Varney got two yellows, um, but their man got a straight red, which we're still a little bit bemused about. Do you know anything more on that? 
I don't think he's come out in terms of being on camera anywhere at the moment. Yeah. But um, I I saw a load of water, and I, I just assumed someone had dropped a bottle or, or, or something like that. And then um, our, our dugout sort of reacted. Noticed about keeping the ball in the corner uh, towards the end of the game. Um, is that something that's part of our, you know, our, our tactic, if you like? Definitely not a tactic. Definitely something that wasn't discussed before the game. Uh, where the emotion? So I think got to it, but it was so many six or seven minutes injury time and on. And I, I don't know if we. You know, we got to the point of just being a little bit edgy towards the end. People will say, oh, they only had nine men. But I think from our perspective, it was, we've done the world to get ourselves into that position. There was one moment that we sort of encouraged to try to take Sting out of the game and keep the ball. Um, and then there probably ended up being sort of two or three more that, that come off the back of it, which is probably just a little bit of uh, mistranslation or a little bit different of information that the, that the lads had got to sort of try and see the game out. But I think at the same time, if... Um, had we put the ball at risk or tried to score another goal in the last three minutes and, and, and the opposition you know, broke down the other end and got a corner or a free kick, and it puts us under that little bit of pressure. So, uh, at the end, it got us the three points. We got over the line, uh, which was the, you know, a massive part of, of what yesterday was all about. So, it's certainly not... Okay. ...emotion that sort of took over to... Okay, we're losing you on that, but I think that was all. I think I think we got the gist of what you were of what you were saying there, Ross. Thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us this afternoon and giving up some of your Sunday to chat to us. Really appreciate it, and uh, congratulations, first win, monkey off the back, so to speak, and uh, roll on Macclesfield. Yeah, bring it on. It's um, yeah, it's obviously a great feeling to have got the result, and, uh, and now it gives us a good good week of work and, and, and to look forward to the to the opportunity of trying to build on what we've started. Uh, so thanks to Ross there. Uh, we absolutely love the cap. Um, delighted for you personally with the result yesterday. Um, thanks to Elliot Byrne for allowing us permission to speak to Ross. Uh, and to Dave Victor, whose post-match interview was in the inbox and ready to be played. Yes, thank you to all involved there. And I guess um, Paul did note before we played that to apologise for the issues we experienced with the signal. So I hope you uh, bear with that one. And again, massive thank you to everyone involved. So yesterday's views... I think for me, I think pre-match, the club got it spot on in their tributes, like Rory said. Very apt, very moving, as you would expect. Um, I think we struggled early on, but again, in hindsight, we would have taken that. I think Cheltenham probably considered themselves unlucky coming away from that not to get a penalty. Yeah, if that would have been a penalty, I don't think anyone in the stadium was complaining. Yeah, I agree. I think Cheltenham pressed us a bit quicker. The National League change moved the ball a bit faster, but once we settled into the game, I thought we were fine. Second half, I thought it was only going to be one winner um, for the most part, and like we said, like we all say in the future, written in the stars, it Josh Wright goes and gets that goal. And once Chotman went down to nine men, I, thought, I felt really comfortable. Yeah, it wasn't I, like there, there, there was no, there was at least that one time where Ling had to make the header. But other than that, I mean, I, I cannot remember Granger even 
you know, make, not, let alone make a save, even getting the ball, yeah. you know, just to run it out. He, he literally had nothing to do. He, he will not have a an easier afternoon. Yeah, those two players that you mentioned, I've got in my notes. So Sam Link, I thought he was excellent following quite a tough season at points last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sergeant, again, comfortable. But I've got to say, well done to the management team of Ross, Danny and Joby. It can't have been an easy experience, especially with what happened pre-match and all the goings on. But amazingly, I thought they handled everything superbly. Another great stat on, on Twitter, so we had 68% of the possession in that game by far and away the highest out of any mm. League 2 game yesterday. Great yeah, stat to just, see. A, just a shame we didn't get a second because that really would have been, I think that would have deflated them, you know, when it was 1-0, even though they weren't threatening, you know, they were probably sort of, you know, stay in the game and you never yeah. know, we could nick a set piece. But I mean, it, it was it was pretty comfortable. Yeah, they I never agree. really looked like they were going to do anything. I, I don't think they really looked like they had the belief that they were going to do anything. And I think we, we we had another couple of gears if we did need to do anything as well. Yeah, absolutely. So all in all, I think great starts by our League Two campaign. I must mention the Cheltenham fans for their credit to their club, and I hope they have a great season apart from mm-hmm. when they play us uh, yeah. at their place later on. So your views on yesterday? Um, like like we've already said, I mean I was impressed. I mean it was a performance a bit like last season. You know we never like where we were tough to beat. Yeah. You know we never really looked in much trouble. The defence we all know is very solid. And you know, even with the goalkeeper changing so early, yeah. um, never really looked troubled. You know, it was a good work. I think the two in the middle of the park looked good. You know, Clay doing a lot of the dirty yeah. work. And I mean, in the second half, it's, I know it's easy when you got you're playing against two players short, but he was running the game. You know, he had more touches than anyone on the pitch, um, and he didn't give the ball away, and which is what you know what he's here for. And then fair play, he stepped up with the goal. Uh, Ling I thought was good as well like yeah. you said he, you know, he'd done well he tried to get forward yes. and defensively you know, he put in a good shift um, Angle definitely something about him he's big and strong yeah. he held it up war, uh, held it up very well I think there'll be more to come from Wilkinson I think the two of them just need a bit more time to gel you know, it didn't look like a partnership out there obviously yeah. Corona and Bond were used to playing together um, I think that probably comes with yeah, time. Yeah, that'll come. But I mean, yeah, I mean, they both for debuts. You know, had good games. Wilkinson yeah. was putting himself about, and I think I think both of them together will put. You know, I think they'll put the defenses under a lot of pressure because yeah. they're both big and mobile boys. Yeah, good point. Um, which I think they're both going to be useful. Uh, I thought they were pretty poor, to be honest. I mean, they're not big spenders. They didn't have any big names in the team. You know, we're going to have a lot harder afternoons than than yesterday, um, and also clean sheet. Fantastic. Um, their goalie, as I said, made a couple yeah. of good saves in the second half. Only disappointment, I'd say, is we didn't get another one. Um, and I think they'll just be looking forward to next week now, going to Macclesfield yeah. and trying trying to get the three points. I think that, you know, it's not like the National League, we said, like where you're playing Tuesday, Saturday. Ch- I think they'll probably be gutted they've not got a game on Tuesday, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but they've got a week to, you know, get things right again and get fit, yeah. Yeah, I can't see no reason why we shouldn't be going to Macclesfield and taking three points yeah hope so so those were our views a few tweets from players and staff uh, at the club we'll start with Charlie Edinburgh who tweeted after the match saying what an unbelievable day to mark the first league game since dad passed away the club is everything we are about and that's family a special mention to my boy Josh Wright on the goal there were some tears on the balcony when that one went in. A great result to start the season. Um, Joby McEnough was tweeting, a great start the season with a win, but today was all about so much more than three points. A big day for everyone connected with Leighton Orient. A day we were all desperate to do Justin Proud. Grateful to have Charlie Edinburgh and the family there with us. Support and love to you always. Yeah, nice tweet there from Joby. And Josh Corson after tweeted saying, so proud of everyone today. What an emotional roller coaster! I'm sure he would be looking down on us so proudly. That was for you, Gaffer. 
so pleased for Josh Wright. Uh, Matt Porter tweeted, the record books will show one match, one goal and one win, but today was so much more than that. A match where we marked our return to the Football League, a goal scored in a remarkable piece of script writing, and a win where we paid our ultimate tribute to Justin. Well done all. Yeah, superb tweet there, as you would expect from Matt Porter. And Sam Sargent was on Twitter as well, saying, can't ask for much more than three points and a clean sheet in the first game of the season. An emotional day, but one we can all be proud of, and the fans were class. Uh, Martin Ling said a special day today, not because we won, but because as a club we showed how much Justin meant to us all. I'm proud of all the players, staff and supporters. It was also great to have Justin's family there with us. Hashtag Justin's legacy. Yeah, so those are tweets from players and staff. So moving on into your view, so huge amount of feedback after the game, as you would expect. Uh, so these were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook on Twitter. And just because we read them, doesn't mean we agree with him. So Boatsy got the first post-match season tweet in uh, at 4.45. So a great start for us. Must admit, we look great going forward. Loving the pace and creativity we have. Hope it was okay, but Sargent did well. And a great move for the Josh Wright goal. Team celebration was class. Hashtag do it for Justin. Uh, at one Adam Conway said... Always said the refs were much better in this league. Yeah, good point. And uh, yeah, I don't know if he was uh, having a joke. <laughs> I saw him at the station after and we did have a laugh about the penalty. Yeah, absolutely. Ingleland at 2-0-1-0. So I think we got away with the penalty. Apart from that, we controlled the game. Looked good. Clay and Wright were brilliant. Liked the look of Angle too. So it's good to see you in the South Saying yesterday, Mike. And great to have a new season ticket holder on board in your brother. Uh, at is it Buck and JP yeah. said on a whole a decent result first 15 minutes we struggled but grew into the game and then started to boss it Cheltenham were well drilled and their experience showed but if we learn to play to Wilkinson and Angle we'll do well final note really pleased Sarge kept a clean yeah. sheet good point there about Angle and Wilkinson I think that again like we said I think that will develop over time and it'll be quite a good partnership at Josh John Rogers said Clay and Wright were absolutely brilliant Ligma four behind and Angle looked classy so that bodes well. So again, Clay and Wright, I thought, we've got the makings mm-hmm. of a really good partnership. Yeah. And if one of those gets injured, you've got Dal Gorman, who's had a pretty good pre-season, mm-hmm. I think. So good competition there for places. Yeah. Um, at Dave Cope too, said, I think the emotion played a part in the first 15. By far the better team with the ball. Confident will compete in this league. Yeah, Daniel underscore D44 says, hard work against a team that showed almost no ambition and seemed to play with six at the back. Happy, Ekpateta and Ling were superb, especially if they've never played at this level before. Had a two in my eye when Wright scored and was handed the Edinburgh number three kit. So I think you touched upon it, but happy, Ekpateta and Ling never Did played. Did Hat not play in the in league two? No, I don't think he games, made he it. Not? I don't think he made it, but you've got three players all stepping up. None of them looked out of place at mm, all yesterday, no. which was great to see. Um, at Marcus Maynard said, took a few minutes to adjust to the speed and physicality, but grew into the game and looked the better side. Still disjointed in places, as you'd expect, and JMD will have better games, but some promising signs. Brophy just keeps giving reasons to play him. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Williamson's ready for next Saturday, because mm. Brophy, I thought, done quite well there, but you'd expect Williamson to come back. Yeah, I think being an away game as well, Yeah, I think where we'll probably want to keep it tight and play on the counter, and then if we need him... You know, he got Brophy to come on when they're tired and, and run at them. Yeah, great for, great headache to have for uh, Ross at underscore Jake underscore Walker. So it's a good performance and a good atmosphere. The new strikers seem to be getting stuck in. Ling was quality and we played some real decent football at times. Uh, at Les LK52, first 10 minutes, think the occasion got to us and after that we settled into the game. Here's a few observations. Angle's quality in all areas of the game. Sargent didn't have a shot to save. Going to be some real competition for three midfield spaces. Finally, great to have a proper ref. Yeah, uh, underscore Jay Crowley, underscore. Says Wright and Clay looked very hungry in the middle. Won the majority of their battles and both super comfortable on the ball. Very pleased. Hashtag 
unbeaten. Uh, at Ready QB9, their guy's first yellow was a penalty all day long. Got away with that one there. After Brill went off, they didn't threaten at all, and we fully deserved the points based on the second half. Yeah, Racker blew up to slow 20 minutes, which was understandable, followed by 15 minutes of some good football. I think we found our rhythm again in the second half and thoroughly deserved the three points. Pleased it was Josh who got the goal. New signings look good, and the day I was dreading felt good. I think that's a great, mm-hmm. a great observation at the end. I think we all were a bit apprehensive about it, but felt good, got the win. Respectful um, to Justin. Job done. At El Cowardo says, Gotta love starting the season with a home win. I think the occasion got to them a little in the first half, but the second half was very pleasing to watch when we went forward. I really do think there's goals between the front two from the glimpses I saw today. Yeah, Dave M1812 says, Great result. I thought that we played well without creating that many chances. Defence was brilliant. Brought a tear to my eye when Josh scored, but my man in the match, Sam Ling, thought that was his best game for us, and we are on our way. Yeah, uh, at Paul Skinner 88, first 20 were KG, but once that was dealt with, it was a solid display. For Cheltenham to not have a single shot on target, all games says it all. Delighted for Riot, and who doesn't love a good double sending off? Absolutely, when it's the opposition at Warren Barnes UK, because I was really proud of the way the whole team played. Everyone was solid despite Cheltenham offering little. Shows we'll, we will be more than well equipped in the league. Angle, JMD, and Brophy all show touches of class, and that's the Josh Wright we wanted back. At Pandemonium 1881, said the first 10 couldn't get a foothold, but the next half hour played some excellent keep ball in the middle and defensive third. Just need to see a little more movement up front. Right switched on for the goal and reasonably plain sailing after that. Something to build on. Man of the match. Again, Ling. Yeah, good to see Sam get some plaudits there. Mm. Digger H77304 says, Has a more meaningful goal ever been scored at Brisbane Road for Josh, the squad, and the club staff, for the fans, for Justin's family? I think not. Justin wrote the script for a quite memorable afternoon. Uh, at I am underscore emo said first half was even, blatant first red for them. Second was for throwing water bottle at the fourth official, bit harsh. Even without the goal, I thought Wright was man of the match as he was everywhere. We looked solid at the back after the first 10 and deserved the win. Perfect start. Yeah, APK underscore music review. So it's a good solid performance. They rarely threatened after the opening 10 and could have won more comfortably with the chances to recreate Overall, very satisfying opening day performance and hopefully they can use that as a springboard. They handled the emotion of the occasion very well. Mm -hmm. And final word comes from Wheeler Dennis, um, who I think summed up quite well. Sometimes something happens that makes you believe in divine providence. How else can you explain today? Someone said it was written in the stars or perhaps it was just Justin looking after us. All I know is today was a special, magical day that will live long in the memory. Yes, yeah, spot on there. So thank you for all the tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook. Apologies if we didn't read yours. We do try to read as many as possible. And let us know what you think uh, by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com or on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast or we're on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast so the prediction league was back yesterday uh, and there are a few winners so well done to Steve Chaplin 4 at Stephen underscore DIFC2 at David Landau 17 at Paul WE underscore UK at Steve White LOFC at William Everett uh, happy birthday by the way Will uh, at Sue underscore Manx at iHeart Rushmore at Osfan Basing at Dennis Orient and at Pills the Doman who won the prediction league last year starts off with another winning prediction all predicted 1-0 to the Orient so all get three points. Um, then moving on to today, uh, congratulations to Brendan Shibani, who's been called up and departed for the Albania under-19s. 
for a international competition that includes a fixture against Real Madrid's under 19. So good luck with that. Yeah, could only be good experience for our mm-hmm. youth to go out into that. And then sum up today, the Orient ladies were in action in a pre-season friendly at home to QPR and won the game 4-0. Yeah, great result. Well done to the ladies on the verge of another successful season once their league kicks into one hour, three minutes, which isn't bad at all. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up then. Yeah, uh, Fancy Football Update. The Orient Outlook podcast Fancy Football League is back for the upcoming season on fancies.premierleague.com. Uh, and if you played in our fancy league last year we are, and have a team this year, you should be automatically entered back into the league. Uh, if you didn't join the league last year and you fancy your chances, then join by going to the website, creating a team, clicking join leagues and join the private league with the code being NGB8RG. Yeah, look forward to working in more more teams. We had 195 last season, so let's see if we can get any more this season. So Dream Team League, the Dream Team League also returns for another season. So make sure you re-enter to play in our league using code SGS, sorry, SG3S32. Double A. We'll tweet those later on in the week before the Premier League begins. So we'll go to positives and negatives. Yeah. I'll leave you to go for the positives. Uh, positives, obviously, the tributes to Justin. Yeah, absolutely, spot uh, on. Spot on by the club, the fans of both teams. That should be said. Yeah. Um, secondly, we won first three points on the board, which is what we wanted. You know, the straight away the players have got the belief that we yeah. can play at this level, and there's nothing to you know be scared of. Uh, and then a clean sheet. I mean, like. We, it was an easy afternoon. I don't think he even needed to wash his boot or his kits. He literally <laughs> had nothing to do. I think my dad could have come on. Uh, but, you know, fair play. He's, I'd be interested to see. We've, I think, concussion, they've come out and yeah. said whether he's ready for next week or not. Or yeah. whether, you know, he's given another game. Hope so. Hope so. So negatives only two this week. Firstly, I think Matt just touched upon it. Dean Ball's concussion. So, Dean, we hope you're well. Uh, and secondly, another injury. So, Joe... What else are missing out yesterday? I don't think we believe that's too serious. Mm-hmm. So hopefully um, we see Joe back in the pitch um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, moving on to Hero of the Week. Uh, many candidates for this one, with the obvious ones being Josh Wright and Sam Ling. Uh, we also thought about giving it to Ross Embleton again. However, we've decided this week to make it Heroes of the Week. And so therefore, this week, our Heroes of the Week are the 1887 Red Army. Yeah. Uh, the Cheltenham Sporters Club for their outstanding work over the last few weeks uh, their flag was brilliant and all the fundraising um, sort of all the you know they've done a bit of media work the last couple of days you know they've really yeah. you know put themselves out there they didn't need to do that no absolutely not um, you know they've got some good press for the club this week um, and they've, I know they handed over a cheque as well um, which is obviously brilliant and I think they donated the flag to the club as well yeah so club have got the flag uh, they donated yeah, £1,700 um, mm-hmm. to the Justin Fund so yeah, brilliant. We, uh, we were lucky enough to be in contact um, with these guys and you know we thought it would be great to kind of hear what they thought yesterday and the whole experience so we got a nice um, voice message from James uh, of the club so here's what James uh, had to say about yesterday Hi guys, it's James Robertson here from the 1887 Red Army, the Town supporters group which are behind the tribute to Justin Edinburgh. Um, I'd just like to start by saying a big thank you to everyone at Leighton Orient Football Club. Um, I won't start naming individuals because there are just so many people, I'm sure I will miss somebody out. Um, but the hospitality yesterday that we received was absolutely phenomenal. Um, to start with, when, when we arrived at the supporters club and the welcome from everyone in there, um, before that actually we did go to the Coaching Horses pub and were welcomed by some great Leighton Orient fans um, who we, we expect um, we'll be meeting up with at the home game back at our place um, obviously yeah the big th- 
the big welcome that we got in the uh, Lady Saint Supporters Club bar. Um, it's phenomenal, um, and obviously, I've shook so many people's hands this weekend. Um, and to be honest, a lot of people that know me, they, they know I don't like the attention. To be honest, because yesterday really wasn't about me. It wasn't about the group. It wasn't about Chatham Town. It was about Justin Edinburgh and paying tribute to such a great man in football. And sort of the send-off that you gave him yesterday and the tribute that everyone at Leighton Orient did yesterday was, was fitting for him, really. He was never really associated with Cheltenham Town Football Club, but, I mean, it's, we're just sort of overawed and, and thankful that we were allowed to spend the day and, and pay our respects ourselves um, via, the, via the tribute. We are currently on £2,100, so with the flag money taken off, we're at £1,700 for the, for the foundation, which is superb. Um, we have actually extended the deadline for that, which will be to the end of this week, so I think that's Friday or Saturday that it will be ending, so if anyone would like to keep, keep donating, um, then the link is on our Twitter page. We are the 1887 Red Army. Um, you can go onto the crowdfunder page from there and you can donate. Um, and any money now will be going towards the, the Just End of a Free Foundation, which is obviously fitting tribute, really, and foundation set up by Charlie um, and the family um, in his name. And I really do hope that he, he can get this law through and get Justin's law out there in this country um, and sort of really make a legacy um, in Justin's name. Um, I, yeah, just again, big thank you to everyone for yesterday. Um, obviously, it wasn't the result that we wanted, but the hospitality was superb, and we got a big welcome from everyone, and I, I can't thank you all enough. So good luck for the rest of the season, guys, and we'll see you at Warden Road uh, after Christmas. Uh, brilliant message there, so thanks for that. Um, and, you know, all the fans around me yesterday were saying the same thing. I think they can be, in particularly, very proud mm. um, of what they did. Um, and there'll always probably be a little bond now between the two clubs yeah. um, and I, I'm not sure when the return fixture is but I'm guessing there'll be quite I mean I'll probably be making an extra effort to get to Same that here. one yeah, I think yeah. we'll take a fair few to that one and that'll be a bit of a, a loving day uh, but yeah I'm not sure when that is I'll look, look when that is and try, and try and make sure I'm there for that one yeah so well done to that group like we said amazing support um, you know since the fixture was announced so well done to James and everyone at the 1887 Red Army, they'll all always be welcome um, at a club. Like you said, they've created now an everlasting bond between the two clubs. So they are our deserved heroes mm-hmm. of the week. So moving on into next week's fixtures. Like you said, just the one fixture coming up. So no Tuesday game this week, just the one next Saturday as we visit Sol Campbell's Macclesfield Town on Saturday, the 10th of August. And again, there's another Justin story there because obviously Justin and Sol um, played together um, back in the 90s at Tottenham. So... Macclesfield unlucky yesterday they lost one all to Exeter mm-hmm. due to a very late goal yeah, it looks like they were defending it yeah, defending yeah. it and kind of conceded in the 88th minute yeah I think the ball just swung it I don't even know if the guy knew anything about it came off in and went past the goal oh really yeah. oh ok I think they'll be looking just to kind of survive again maybe mid-table yeah, after I, last I, season I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the bottom two come the end of the season so it's one you probably look at on paper yeah I think we'll be looking there. I mean I think we'll be particularly good away from home because we're good defensively We'll be able to soak up a lot of pressure, and we've got pace going forward, like we did last season. Yeah, you know, we'll, I think we'll score a lot of goals and obviously set pieces as well. I, I can't see anything but a win next week. I hope so, Matt. Yeah. I hope so. If you're going, have a safe journey, and why not tweet us on your way to the ground or at the match, or hopefully 
on your victorious journey home. So one thing also going on next week is that me and the bearded legend will hopefully be making our presenting debut on the Orient Hour this Thursday on Phoenix FM at 7pm, uh, which you can listen to live or online on DAB Radio. So a special guest uh, on Thursday at Phoenix FM will be Charlie Edinburgh. So we're delighted to have um, Charlie uh, join us in the studio. So make sure you listen live for that one. We're going to be trying a few different things that you can't do on a podcast. So a live phone in, live chat, stuff like that. So keep your eyes um, tuned into our social and media accounts. Um, that's nearly it guys so thanks for joining us for episode 187 Uh, what was an emotional day for everyone we saw our club continue to lead by example on how to deal with such a difficult situation with such humility respect and class Um, as Kent said last week this situation hasn't happened before Uh, there's no example to follow we've now set that example for others to follow us Um, on the pitch the players put in a great performance to be proud of in our first game back in the football league Uh, some very promising signs Ross, Danny and Joby have clearly worked hard with the players in pre-season and they've uh, recruited well too. Yeah, so we'll be ups and downs this season as there is every season, but as long as we keep supporting the players, as we did yesterday, I think we'll be fine. Like we said, we kind of got the first game of the season out of the way. We got a win, got a clean sheet. We come away from that, job done. So we'll be back with episode 188 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So Paul is now on his holidays for the next two weeks. I'm on holiday the week after that, so it'll be a week, well, three weeks worth now coming up of special co-hosts, so we'll try and bring you some good co-hosts. Mate, you've done a sterling job tonight. Thank you very much for your Thank late, you for uh, your late step in. I Always think this is my third win on the trot, third time I've done it and third win. so, yeah. I hope yeah, so. I'm unbeaten. Have to keep you in more often. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, follow the podcast, give it a review, and if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, add us to your favourites, give us a follow. And that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. And if you have an older relative or a loved one who you think will like the podcast or a new season ticket holder, there's lots of them out there. Grab their phone, download it onto their tablets, phones, whatever they have, Google, Amazons, Alexas, whatever. Get them sorted and get them following the podcast. We have mugs available, so you can DM us for those just a fiver. Not many left and once they're gone. They're gone. So again, Matt, yeah. a massive thank you. Thank you for having for me. A sterling job. Hopefully next time you're on, we'll be talking about another win. Yeah, uh, looking forward to hearing from everyone again. As always, keep calm, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>